Welcome back, everyone. McMullen and Rothstein, mainly McMullen, extending the play. Uh, be sure to follow us, as always. All right, follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. Follow the podcast at Extend the Play. Subscribe on YouTube at Jacob Media, J A K I B Media, and we're on all the podcast platforms. Johnny Mac, how you doing, brother? Doug spoke. He's spoken. He's returned. Yeah, Doug spoke. Good to good to see. Actually, as we know, ten days off, uh, testing positive. He's back at the facility, and, and we kind of said that beforehand. If everything went uh, the way we thought it would go, he wouldn't miss an actual football practice. It was still the acclimation period, and today was the first day the veterans could put on helmets and and sort of have like an OTA practice for lack of a better term, they call mm-hmm. it phase two of this weird training camp. And then pads come on um, Monday. We're taping this on, on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when it all comes to it, he, he didn't miss one real football practice, just strength and conditioning where he wasn't going to be on the field with players that much anyway. So from a timing standpoint, if you're going to test positive, that was the time to do it. It kind of worked out perfectly from that standpoint. Yeah, it did. And, you know, when the news first came out, the big breaking news, John, about Doug testing positive. And, and I'm not making light of it, but we, we know how it's been going, you know, five to ten days. And he'd most likely be back. And, and we're happy he is. And it wasn't a rare, extreme situation. Um, but now what? I mean – now that we can look back on that time frame a little bit, what did Doug have to say about it? Um, and moving forward, what, what does he have to say? Yeah, I, I mean, he was pretty um, consistent and, and even dating back to when he talked to us after he tested positive. Um, he had mentioned he felt fine. Uh, no issues whatsoever uh, from a symptomatic standpoint. So is asymptomatic throughout the entire process. Uh, so that was obviously a, a very good sign early on. And, and I think from his standpoint, it was about being cooped up and feeling fine and not being allowed back in the facility uh, for that 10 day period. And he was kind of raring to go once again, as he's, kind of coined uh, this entire off season, this entire weird off season, that term grass time. He hasn't had any of it. Um, wasn't allowed to have any of it with his players. Uh, and now today was really the first day that he was able to, and he was out there. So uh, I think from all that is, is the positive standpoint. And then look, you have August 17th till September 13th and that's it. And you got to get a whole football team ready to go uh, for week one at the Washington football team. We haven't (laughs) made that mistake yet. No fans in the stands, by the way. The Washington football team said that today. 
So there'll be no fans down there. And that like takes away another Eagles home game, by the way, since there's always more Eagles fans than uh, Washington fans in, in at FedEx field. There have been at least in recent seasons. Uh, so that's something secondary, but <laughs> not only do you have to prepare guys, but you also have to evalu- evaluate all the young guys. Now, it's no different from anybody else. So everybody else is on the even playing field, but I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know how these coaching staffs are going to do it. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it either. And it's just (laughs) an interesting retweet that I saw. Uh, You have John McMullen from Tom Pelissero reporter for NFL network and NFL.com. He's a contributor on Sirius XM where you can find the both of us as well. Uh, Side note, you can find John McMullen at phillyvoice.com and si.com. A lot of our episodes and content are up on Philly Voice and John's written work on SI. But Tom Pelissero, John, wrote, uh, tweeted out, I should say, some NFL COVID-19 test stats. Um, What were your thoughts when you saw that? And not that that's surprising, but that just plays into Doug returning from his positive test. Yeah, I mean, they were great. The numbers were great. And I go back to when the NFLPA and and the league agreed to these protocols. And originally the plan was, okay, first two weeks, uh, you're going to test all tier one and tier two personnel every single day. And that's players, coaches, trainers, medical staff, people like that uh, are getting tested every single day. And if the numbers were less than 5%, uh, they were going to every other day from that point forward. Well, they're less than 1%, uh, (laughs) according to the official uh, NFL uh, numbers that you mentioned they released. uh, Yeah, I have them in front of me if you don't, John. Do you have them? Yeah, I don't have them in front of me. So, what was the exact percentage? Okay, yeah. So uh, these are the NFL COVID-19 test stats per Dr. Alan Sills. 9,983 people on intake, 170 new positives, 2,840 players on intake, 53 new positives, Um, over 100. Let me just say the exact number, 109,075 tests through Tuesday, which was yesterday, as we record on Wednesday, uh, which is less than 0.50% positive tests overall, and which was 0.81% of the players tested. Uh, tested yeah, that's, that's pretty good. And that's way less than 5%. So in theory, they would have uh, went down, but actually the union and the league agreed I guess because of the success that they're having uh, to continue it right now, they kind of expanded it to September 5th, which in essence is the doorstep of that first game. The first game is Thursday night, September 10th, I believe that's chiefs against Texans. So they're going right up to that now uh, to make sure everything is clicking on all cylinders and we'll see if they continue from that point forward. But as I mentioned, you know, we did a show on Matthew Stafford did the false positive. Um, 
uh, a little while ago that people can check out on Apple and Spotify, YouTube, uh, all those different places. And I encourage them to do so because I, I talked to Dr. Andy Miller from the Hospital of Special Surgery in New York, and he talked about some of the problems with testing. So I, I think, you know, this is where we are. And this is a bigger problem than the NFL. This is a societal problem. I think there is a, a lot of people who think these things are, are foolproof. And they are not foolproof. So, I, I, you know, in a lot of ways, look, it's, it's better to do it every day because it, if there's a problem, it gets fixed uh, in a quicker fashion. Uh, whether that problem is a, a false positive or a positive test. And, you know, an asymptomatic carrier, and you kind of know, okay, it's probably going to be a week to 10 days or what have you, uh, and they'll be able to come back. So it's probably better. But one thing I want people to understand, and again, this goes far beyond football. These things are not perfect. Right. And that's, <laughs> but everyone screams for perfect uh, until it, you know, it's just, I can't even, I can't even get it out because it's just, we talk about it every episode, John. Yeah, well, I mean, Stafford would have been the perfect example if that happened in season. Uh, obviously, when it happened, it doesn't really matter. So people are going to forget about it. And understandably so. I'm not saying they should hang on to it. But if something like that does happen in the regular season, I, I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, and I've said to, about him a lot. I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in this league because he's a, a really high-level kind of player but he's played predominantly on pretty bad teams but you look at last year's Lions obviously they weren't very good well when he was out they were 0-8 so they're mediocre with them they're god awful without them that kind of tells you what kind of player that is and, and Eagles fans can just envision you know hey maybe you have confidence in Jalen Hurts maybe you have confidence in Nate Sudfeld because of what Nick Foles did and some of the backup quarterbacks in the history of this franchise. But I don't think you're going to be really happy if you get a false positive for Carson Wentz in a big game. Uh, no, absolutely not. You're going to be thrilled to death if it ends up being a false positive for Carson Wentz. But Well, what I mean is if that false positive comes on, say, a Friday or a Saturday, you're not going okay. to play that game. You might find out the next week it's false positive, but guess what? He didn't play that game. Right. No, well, that's the positive test then. I thought you were saying the good part of at least having a false positive is it wasn't actually positive. But, no, of course not. If you test positive for COVID a couple of days before a game, it's going to be a nightmare yeah. for Eagles fans and Carson Wentz. So. That's that's coming. It might not be Carson Wentz, but you know it's going to be a starter at the least uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Yeah, and the league has kind of been I, – I, I joked about that really early in this process. The league was just hell-bent on, on keeping competitive uh, balance and competitive equity, and they would always make a big deal out of that. Uh, whether it was opening facilities, we can't open any facilities unless everybody can open their facilities. And that changed. And 
<laughs> you know, we can't have fans in the stands. If nobody, if everybody now that's changed. That Jerry Jones is out today saying he's going to have fans in in Dallas. And guess what? I, I mean, the Giants have already ruled out fans. The Eagles haven't officially ruled them out, but essentially they're ruled out by the city. Uh, and and the red, oh, I just did it. You did it. Ding, ding. I was thinking it, and I Almost. didn't think you were going to say it. The Washington football team just today said no fans. So yeah, you're going to have a division in the NFC East where one team's going to play in front of home fans. So in theory, hmm. that should be an advantage. What a it's crazy that that one team's in Texas. <laughs> well, they have a very powerful owner. Uh, who doesn't give a you-know-what generally when it comes. And that, hey, I know people in Philadelphia don't like Jerry Jones. But I, I uh, on some levels, I have a lot of respect for him for two reasons. One, a business reason. He's done so much for this league, uh, especially as part of the television committee. And also, I mean, he's got his tentacles in basically every new stadium that's been built in this country almost uh, through his uh, sort of services company that, uh, that helps stadiums run. So he, he's done an amazing job from a business standpoint, but also, man, he doesn't, he, 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 you know, he doesn't care about social media bullies. Let's put it that way. So I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, I do as well uh, as, that's also something we discussed right here on Extending the Play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. If you're a new listener, welcome. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. And as John and I have both mentioned throughout this episode, you can find us on any of your podcast platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker. The list goes on, as all of you are well aware. Um, so John, to put a bow on this episode, and what's the, uh, the Twitter handles, right? I do have a new, I do have a new Twitter handle. I didn't want to distract the, the content from, oh, you know, I, I didn't want to take away from the content. This. this is how we have to end the show. Okay. Now, good. You and I have been on the radio together mm-hmm. for a long time, but we have, we haven't, uh, we haven't been doing the podcast, this particular podcast that long. Um, and what you've had three different, uh, Twitter <laughs> handles at this point <laughs> since the start of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. I think, so. I think three is the safe number. Um, <laughs> it could potentially be four or five. Um, has that been impacting our marketability, John? I don't think it necessarily in, <laughs> impacts our marketability, but I do. That's the advice I gave you. I'm going to give it again. I'm going to double down. Your brand is Ryan Rothstein. Everybody, Ryan, that's never changing. Unless I, hey, no, maybe I, you change your name. Maybe you go Hollywood. <laughs> uh, maybe you go Ryan if Cruz only. at some point. And then, uh, then obviously it changed. But that part of it's never going to change for you. So you got to lock on to that. I know. And, and John, you're, you're right. But I was doing some, some researching, um, which is basically just – Twitter advice into the Google <laughs> search machine. Um, that's my researching. But it says, you know, a couple things that that I read. All right. And I want our listeners advice, too. And, and you can find me now at Wise Rye. So it's like Wise Guy, but it's my name. 
W I S E. See now, right away, you got to spell it for people. That's why you're losing. You're losing ground. God, we're about Ryan Rothstein thirty three. You think I don't have to spell that one out? And that's no, about you don't have to tweet. spell. How, you don't have to spell Ryan Rothstein thirty three. I mean, you <laughs> I know, you're at some point there's more credit. than one. But no, I don't. Yeah. No, well, what I what I found on the Google search was you want to keep it short, you want to keep it sweet, and something that's memorable, even if it's not something that you love, it's memorable for for better or worse. Well, um, yeah, I get that part of it. Simple works as well because yeah, you know, if you think about the old yellow pages, if anybody knows what they are at any point, everybody would go AAA, <laughs> whatever auto service, quadruple A auto service to get first right uh, and and then you had 10 a's <laughs> laundry service everybody trying to get first so the simpler you can make it for people yeah that's probably that's probably better but uh in in this particular case and then the second part is the the dreaded blue check mark i i don't think i think it i think it makes it a bigger hurdle uh, if, if you don't use your real name. Mm. Yeah, that's, that could be, that could be interesting too. But, and, and one last thing to wrap this up and this could be an ongoing joke here on extending the play. Maybe in a month, I'll change it again. I'm a sure month. I'm expecting because... two weeks. I'm expecting by <laughs> over under two weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, it'll probably be about a week and a half, but, um, Whatever. I lost my train of thought. Extending the play. <laughs> uh, follow me now at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. There it is. And more importantly, follow John at J.F. McMullen and the podcast at Extend the Play. Um, John, we're going to do another episode here, um, possibly later on tonight. What are some topics that you want to touch on there? Because I know uh, Sean McDermott got an extension. I know a legendary uh, football coach has passed away. There, there's other news and notes that you and I have to touch on. Yeah, Howard Mudd uh, specifically, obviously because he was here. Um, and he was here in, I, I think, 2011. And 2012 was an offensive line coach. And he's just was just an old school football guy, legendary coach i coached for nearly 50 years probably most famous first time with the uh colts and peyton manning and all those great offensive lines but the thing i remember about him with the eagles is jason kelsey because he was here when jason kelsey was a rookie and you know he was a big part of that development i think people forget you know you're talking about a potential future hall of famer now in uh, Jason Kelsey and he came here as a sixth round pick. So it wasn't like this was a guy who was a slam dunk. It was supposed to be this great player. And I think Howard Mudd is the guy who sent him on that trajectory. Mm, yeah. And I'll have you touch on that uh, a little bit more on the next episode, but Howard Mudd, 78 long time, coach in the national football league never a head coach but 48 years uh on the sidelines in locker rooms various locker rooms and coach some of the best in the game so uh may he rest in peace and also we'll have some other news and notes to touch on in the nfl and maybe some bubble stuff we'll see what happens right here 
on extending the play. Thank you once again for listening to another episode. And until next time, peace. Thank you.